Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. Uh, we are now at episode five of this season, which is going really well. I, I've been enjoying the back and forth between guest hosts and guest players. Uh, I think it's been quite fun. We've had some really interesting rooms so far and some really fun people playing. Yeah, it's fantastic. I fully encourage it, except I am feeling much more stupid than I do in usual seasons. <laughs> you think everyone's puzzles are better than your puzzles? I mean, sometimes. No, they're just good. They're just good puzzles, and they're slightly different. This week, however, Danny gets to feel as smart as she wants because she's designed the room. Excellent. And we've invited guests on to play through the room. And again, for people who are new to the show, I'll, I'm trying to say it more because we stopped saying it for a while. You can download this entire room yourself. Uh, the full notes are in the show description, either below or on the next tab, depending on what player you use. Uh, so you can download the entire room yourself. Uh, and you can do that for all of the rooms that we've designed. So if you want to play them, you feel free. People really enjoy playing these at home with their friends. Also, as you listen along, uh, anytime we share an image with our guests, you can see those images as well in the show notes below. Now, this week, we have some returning guests, which I suppose we haven't really had for a while, returning guests. No, that's true. It's been um, quite a while since we've done that. So, so the last time, last time these guests were on, they managed to really mess with some chickens. Uh, and and make a horse very angry. Uh, that horse back is already in angry. Episode two of season three, which is a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, go and check that out after this. It's called um, Mandor Man Hand Handhook Hendor because we're a, so good with our title titles. I was very proud. Of. Um, uh, so welcome back to the show. No one can know about this. A podcast where they play every Final Fantasy. Uh, it's Jeff Ekman and Ryan Kazmiski. Hi guys. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Thanks for having us back on. This is we had so much fun the first time. I'm excited to do it again. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, and you did you did very well. It was a very fun. It's one of my, I think it's I don't know, I feel like it's one of the standout rooms of that season. It's just really silly and fun and interesting. Uh and has a memorable character voice from me of the <laughs> hopefully not too Jewish by accident old farmer. <laughs> uh so yeah, welcome back guys. Um now people who haven't heard that episode won't know you. Uh, so do you want to give like a quick rundown of what your podcast is and what it's about? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we do a podcast called No One Can Know About This, where we record ourselves playing every Final Fantasy and then spend a lot of time editing it into a cohesive listening experience mm -hmm. and adding in commentary and jokes and stuff from our us in the editing bay, kind of looking back on our experiences and giving more perspective and explaining visuals that you might be missing because... It's an audio format and it's a let's play. So yeah, really trying to dig into like, is this even fun? What are we doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Should we be it's doing a this? Endorsement. Uh, and you're what? You're now. I think as of this recording, you're partway through your Final Fantasy VII season. That's right. That's right. It's season four. I'm looking forward to when you get to Final Fantasy X. The best that's Final the Fantasy. One I know. Mm, the best Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy it's, X. Of it's course. the one I've played. Controversial like, like opinions you're throwing around. Uh, so now we'll, we will have already asked you these questions, but some people may not have heard the answers, and, and maybe there's, in a year, maybe there's maybe been some changes. Have changed. So uh, why don't we start with Jeff? What is your escape room experience? Well, I always loved escape room video games. Uh, I think last time I mentioned that iOS game, The Room, uh, where you solve a bunch of escape box puzzles and stuff. And that game is, is excellent. And since the last time that we recorded, I, I did do one escape room for my birthday a couple of years ago. But since we last recorded, I haven't done any. So I'm a little out of oh. practice. I've been listening to your oh. show from time to time, which is a wonderful way to do it. But uh, That's true. Yeah, I'm excited to do an escape room again. Awesome. And Ryan? Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I did the one that we did before, which was my first, like, real escape room. Um, but since then, I actually did one with my family uh, back home. I went to see my parents and my brother. And that was cool. Uh, but we were lucky enough that there was, like, a mom and daughter there who had done all the other ones in the building, and they totally did, did it for <laughs> us, or else we would not have completed this thing. Um, I think you guys are much better at designing them, because I was in there looking around going, like, what is even, like obtuse codes esoteric books like none of this makes sense uh, <laughs> quickly danny danny change all the obtuse codes everything has a lot of it. we gotta get all the combinations i can't even anyway it was fun though 
Uh, wonderful. And uh, and I guess to, to both of you, you can answer in whatever order. Uh, what about uh, tabletop role-playing? How's your experience there? Oh, that's yeah. the other half uh, of what very, the show that's is. The, uh, that's where I, we have a lot more experience. Uh, we've, we've met playing Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, and uh, since then, we've played, you know, in multiple different games. Uh, I've, I've DM'd a, bu- a few different games. Yeah, yeah we, that, that's, I, I've, I'm, I DM'd a Call of Cthulhu campaign that I wrote once. Oh, um, nice. But for the most part, yeah, like we, we met playing on Dungeons and Dragons, but we haven't played it in a long time because our group fell apart, as mm-hmm. happens uh, from time oh, to time. Oh, that's always sad. Yeah, and uh, I mean, people having kids, what are you going to do? You turn to the hospital room <laughs> when they've just had the child and you bring, you yeah, bring a D20. Exactly. And you roll the baby's stats. Yeah, you, <laughs> you roll, roll, you roll the up the, the, the baby's stats. <laughs> Let's see what class oh, he's Oh, I'm so be. sorry. Charisma 8. Mm, oh, that's a negative one. Poor baby. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even no talk. charisma no for this baby? None. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, well, we can probably get into it. You guys know the drill. Everybody listening probably knows the drill. And if you don't, you'll pick the drill up pretty quickly. Uh, that's not how that phrase works, but that's all right. Danny, would you like to get me out of this terrible introduction? All right. And let's, start the let's room. Let's do the real thing. All right, let's go. Now, I, just, I will not be playing today, so you guys are by yourself. You've got to solve all the problems. Okay. Uh, and if you don't get out in exactly 60 minutes, we just kick you out and no one will ever know how the room ends. <laughs> oh, well, we'll do our best. At 60 minutes <laughs> in, right. we'll just grab an axe and take out the nearest wall to get out. <laughs> Ah, you think that'll work. Uh-huh. But Danny, <laughs> let's go. Look, I won't say that an axe wouldn't help you greatly. <laughs> You've probably de-axed this room, I imagine. <laughs> There's lots of axe handles, but no yeah. heads. <laughs> no axe body spray, nothing. No axes around. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. The sun has set, the last of the day's events have finished, and all the officials and spectators have headed home, except for you. You're sitting in the sports stadium stands, waiting for your friend Ruslana to get out of the change rooms. You aren't athletes, but she is, and you came to support her on the final day of the International Athletics Championships. It was awesome, and to top it all off, she won gold in her event. But now you've been waiting for her for so long, the whole place is deserted. Finally, you spot Ruslana rushing towards you, but there's a bad expression on her face. It's anxious, not at all like someone who just won first place at the biggest event of her life. She reaches you and speaks before you get a chance to open your mouths. I have a problem. A a really big problem. She sticks a hand in her pocket and pulls out her newly won gold medal, and she thrusts it at you with no reverence whatsoever. Take a look. It's fake. Somebody switched it while I was changing. At first, you're not sure if you could differentiate a real medal from a fake one, but there isn't a shred of doubt. It definitely doesn't feel the way you expected gold to feel, but more importantly, Instead of the motto of the IAC engraved across the front, it's got a bit of a different message. Looking for your real prize? Press the red button. Since you're the best at everything, that won't be a problem, will it? Hmm. I, I, Ruslana seems quite shaken. I don't know who'd do a thing like this. I mean, I guess someone was really angry I won, but to steal my medal? And... I, I don't know what red button they're talking about. Please, you, you have to help me. Well, my first question for you is, uh, who won silver and who did you beat out in the team to be the one to do it? Um, uh, Sil- Silver was... Was Sylvia Plath. No, it was uh, <laughs> Sylvia Jones, Ragamuffin Jones' sister. Oh, perfect. Hey, good work, sis. <laughs> All right, well, the thief must have hidden the medal somewhere, surely. The stadium's big, but there aren't that many places that you'd consider hiding places. So you take a moment to look at your surroundings. So you're currently in the stands, which rise up in countless rows high above the main stadium area itself. Just like a big concave section. There's an announcer's box nestled right in the center of the stands, getting a perfect view of the action. So down below where the actual action is, there's the big oval track for the runners, and inside that oval is the grassy area where all the field events take place. You see 
not far from the track itself down the bottom, a stretch of space set up for long jump. There's a small circle over on the left for shot put. A mat for high jump on the right. And beside that high jump, there's a net that surrounds a discus area. Over in the upper left, but still inside this grassy area, there are also several javelins stuck into the ground. There's an elaborate arch set up over the finish line of the track, which is towards the bottom right, and a camera set up to catch the precise results of any close races. And on the ground outside of the track, there are a few more permanent structures set up. So up in the top left is an enormous scoreboard. In the bottom left is an athlete's changing and warm-up tent. In the top right is a storage shed. And in the bottom right is the judge's tent. Well, press the red button is what this fake metal told you. Mm-hmm. So if you can trust the thief, that's what you're looking for. Okay, well, I'd like to check out the announcer's booth, I suppose. Mm. Mm-hmm. You walk over there, and it's easy to see because it's got a big wall made of glass so that they can see what's going on in the stadium, so mm-hmm. you can just look through the glass. And there are long desks, several chairs, microphones, a computer, and a big red button. There we oh, go. Shit. I no, push I- it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get inside of it, or is it, is it locked? Well, you walk around to find the door, and when you get there, you grab the door handle. It doesn't turn, though. Uh, it, it falls off on both sides, so now there's just a hole, and you can't get the handle back in, and the locking mechanism is still holding it shut. Hmm. So clearly it's not going to be that easy. So we're going to have to press the big record button. I mean, I assume... It's if there are microphones around, usually a big red button might be record. It might be something else. If it's in the announcer's booth, I would think maybe something to that effect to be able to announce something to the entire stadium. Maybe does this seem like a normal sort of deadbolt door or uh... it seems incredibly normal. In fact, you can't even tell if it was locked, locked when Mm -hmm. you got there and destroyed the door handle. It may have been something that was meant to open normally. But the door handle itself was just sabotaged, so now you can't. Okay. I'm going to go over and check out what's going on in the judge's tent. Just get a lay of the land. All right. You walk Mm -hmm. down a bunch of steps and you make your way to the ground floor. Head over to the judge's tent. Um, There's pretty much just the one long table in there with half a dozen empty chairs pulled up to it. Most of their work, their papers, their documents, whatever, have been packed away but there is one sheet of paper remaining. It looks like a recent point tally of a specific event. In fact, it has yesterday's date on it on the back. All right, so in the Skype chat, again, there's a link so you can see that image. For people at home, if you want to see the image, it is linked in the show notes below. So this is the women's heptathlon. The events completed were the 100-meter hurdles, the high jump, the shot put, the 800 meters, and the javelin throw. The events that were not completed was the long jump, which was postponed until the final day due to weather, or the 200-meter race. Uh, Apologies to any women's heptathletes out there. I, I have most definitely messed up with like the <laughs> event order and things. I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the scoreboard has the United Kingdom way out in the lead with 4,000, the United States behind with 3,800, uh, China with 3,500, France with 33. Uh, I guess we'll come back to the scoreboard because the point allocation, the first place in any event gives you 1,000, second place in any event gives you 9,000, and third place 900. in any event 9, gives, or, sorry, 900 gives you uh, 800 in third place. Because game the system. Everyone's trying to come second. And yeah. again, apologies. I know I have vastly, vastly cut down on the really complicated thing that is heptathlon scoring systems. Okay. I, so- I tried, but there's no way I could do that for real. <laughs> I appreciate that you cut it down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there are really complicated algorithms and formulae for figuring it out. I guess we can presume that today the only events were the long jump and the 200 meters. Yeah, heptathlons are usually done over two days. So. Mm-hmm. And the scoreboard does not reflect the, the ones that were done yesterday. There were five events that were done 
Yeah, no, the, the scoreboard is from yesterday. Right, right. And I, what I was just pointing out was that the theoretically, the person from the United Kingdom could have won four of the five things, gotten first place in all of those, and then messed mm. up on one of them, and that's how that number would have been reached. Um, yeah. So I assume there's some kind of puzzle involving the scores oh, of this. Oh, this is going to be hard for me. Yeah, this is going to be hard. <laughs> I cannot number very well. Um. Anyway. <laughs> no, um, that's fair. I, like... Those numbers that I have pulled out there will not make sense for five events for a second, third. Okay. Like, there's no way mathematically that they're going to okay. work out. Okay. We okay. haven't done math since if season I one. If I wanted good, 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 good. to, I good, could good, good, good. make that work just for, <laughs> just for some immersion. It's fine. But... I was just worried that that was what was going on. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, well, I think I'd like to go uh, check out the storage shed. Yep, so you walk up towards the north end of where you are, and you find the storage shed padlocked shut. Oh, so great. it needs a key to open. But it is <laughs> where all of the pieces of athletic equipment go when they're not being used for the day. Okay. Like, there were no hurdles events today, so there are probably hurdles in there, that sort of thing. It's mm -hmm. a pretty big storage shed, so there could be a whole lot of things going on in there. Um... One other question that I don't know is pertinent. Um, do we know which, our friend, which country does she represent? Well, I, I was going to go check out the scoreboard, which is going to, I assume, be different from the scores that were in yesterday's judges' sheets. And that should mm. tell us who she was, right? If the scoreboard is still reflecting the final scores. Is Roslana canonically a heptathlete? No, yeah, I, let's it, say she is not. She is from whatever country you have made a friend of that country from. Good. She is not a heptathlete. Oh, okay, so she, she wasn't competing in this, whatever this was. No. Nah. She 100 meters? No, she's not 100 meters. Oh, so. she's not. She's okay. a... She's 400 a, meters. Let's say 400 she's a 400 meters, meters person. Okay. There you go. In, in the playtest, she was something different again. That's uh, slightly over 400 yards for all you American <laughs> listeners at home. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> all right, so you wanted to look at the scoreboard, did you say? Yes. Cool, this scoreboard towers over the top left side of the stadium, and even though the day is over, it's lit up with the results of the final event of the day. Women Hep L Jump, it says. First, J. Stevens AU. Second, L. Asan GH. Third, T. Jackson, U.S. I guess, Jeff, do you want to start just checking out the different event areas, starting with the javelins and working counterclockwise? Yeah, and when I look at those javelins, I'm going to make sure to not pick one up and throw it through the glass window of the announcer. I'm, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> even though I badly want to. It's proof glass. I don't know if javelins are any good at piercing anything except yeah. for grass and human flesh. <laughs> There's no rolling for damage And the enemies game. of the Roman Empire. <laughs> I said human flesh. What oh, yeah. more do you want from me? Fine. <laughs> I'll cut it. <laughs> right. um, the javelin event that was on today was at the same time as Roslana's event, so you weren't really paying attention to how they packed up when they were finished. Mm -hmm. Judging by what you see here, they just didn't pack up. There are dozens of javelins speared into the ground at various angles all up and down this corner of the grass. And as far as you can see, there seems to be no rhyme or reason to where they've been stuck. Okay. Perhaps that's where it like we can learn who won the javelin by seeing the type of javelin that was thrown the furthest. You take a look and it looks like all of these javelins are very similar in design, same sort of color. You think they're just kind of generic stadium javelins. Did they all look like they were thrown from the same direction? Like this is all part of the same competition? Decidedly or they look like people have just not. been like tossing them from everywhere. <laughs> it kind of looks like when they were finished the event someone decided they couldn't be bothered walking all the way to the storage tent, so they just started they just, oh, spearing see, them into the ground. Yeah, they just kind of picked them up and just was like, I'm just going to stick them here. Interesting. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Let's go look at the shot put area. Yes. So this particular shot put area, very simple. It's a small cement circle where the thrower stands, and in this one there is a shallow bed of sand for them to throw towards that's mm -hmm. where the shot put will land there's a pile of shot puts sitting in the circle but the sand is quite flat and smooth like it's been raked over prepared for a new event some other day 
so you can't see any previous results from it. Okay. Make our way over to the long jump area, see if yeah. there's any footprints in those sands. I'm going to walk through yeah. the sand, though. <laughs> um, the shot put sand, very yeah. small little area, very shallow, mm -hmm. and as you reach the end, you feel like you've stepped on something. Ah! Oh my god. Uh, you give it a little dig where you stepped, mm -hmm. and it doesn't take long. You find something buried there. It looks like a small case. You dust the sand off it, you open it, and there's a memory card inside. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Oh my um, god. I know where I want to take that, but I, I think we should continue on our journey around the, <laughs> the path first. I agree. <laughs> I, well, tell me where you want to take that, because I, I imagine... I want to take it to the camera over by the finish line. Oh, that's better, because I was like, <laughs> the announcer's booth... <laughs> The micro SD card, it could have audio on it, but that's a way better choice. Okay. <laughs> Let's check out I the discus net. I was just going to throw net. a javelin at it. <laughs> no, no, the long jump next. Yeah, yeah. All right, you walk <laughs> over to the long jump. So for this, you've got a long single lane of track that runs parallel to the actual track. And this lane ends in a large bed of sand where the jumper lands after they run and take off. Mm -hmm. This sand is slightly damp. There was some rain yesterday and... This pit is actually pretty deep, so it just hasn't all dried out yet like the shot put area has. And there are three sets of footprints in it. And perhaps because of that rain, they are extremely clear. Like somebody was walking through it, not like somebody jumped? It could be that someone jumped, except... But yeah, usually when long jumpers jump, they sort of land on their feet and then on their butts. Mm -hmm. There are no butt prints. Yeah, that's what it's I was asking. Just some very like the whole... Yeah. yeah, okay, just the feet. No, okay. very clear... Very deep, I suppose, mm. footprints. They've been very, like, whoever jumped must have gotten a lot of height <laughs> and just <laughs> smushed straight down. Um, you mentioned that it rained yesterday, right? Mm. Yesterday is the national results that we got from the judges, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. And then today was the actual events in question. Is, am I no, no, they, they had to postpone two events for today um, because Until of the rain, I believe. Or Until even just one. Just the long jump pit was messed up, so, so they had to leave it for a bit. And they The 200 was always going to be today. But the long jump was done today. Yes. yes. Okay, okay. Long jump and All 200 right. were done today. All right, I think I understand this, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But so, so the long jump was today, so does it look mm -hmm. like this was raked over and then somebody walked on it again? Hmm, it's hard to say. I mean, it's possible. Normally you'd expect that between jumpers in the long jump, they might rake over the whole thing and just put a marker in where mm -hmm. someone had landed. Yeah. So this is a little oh. bit unusual that there would be exactly three sets of footprints. Over they... on the scoreboard is mm. the long jump results. Does it say, yes. like, their uh, distance on the scoreboard? No, it doesn't. Um... But... They they look like pretty decently far results. It wouldn't surprise you too much to know that they were good long jump results. Can I see like what the bottom of the shoe looked like, I guess? You definitely get a very clear impression of the bottoms of the shoes, but they do just look like bottoms of shoes. That's because they okay. left a very clear impression. Um, I, yes. Yeah, I guess what I'm asking, are, are they all the same bottoms? Uh, no, like... they look like different shoe brands. Okay. I mean, okay. My, my guess is that this is Jay Stevens, Ellison, and T. Jackson's footprints. Uh, somehow they managed to land and like hop out of their feet. But 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 they couldn't have done a long jump because there's no butt print, right? So they must have just hopped. Yeah, it would be unlikely. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Yes. I think it must have something to do with the three the three people who jumped. Um, yeah, I mean, the scoreboard is the long jump specifically. So, uh, well, let's continue our tour. Let's check uh, out the discus net. Yeah. So the discus area has a cement circle where the thrower stands and then a grassy field where the discus will ideally end up. And the net is hugely tall in a semicircle behind the cement because when a discus thrower throws, they do crazy, a crazy spinning thing. Mm -hmm. So it's always possible that they will accidentally end up at the wrong angle and end up throwing their discus in the wrong direction really far and hit someone. So they've got a net there to make sure that doesn't happen. I'm pretty sure hammer throw is the same way based on <laughs> the pictures I've seen. And uh, there's a pile of discuses, disci, sitting nearby, and there is a whole bunch of divots in the grass where they landed in today's events. So discus has indeed happened. 
Would discus not be a mentioned in the judges' results? Depends. Is it part of the heptathlon? Yeah, we we know our friend wasn't part of the heptathlon, so we got. I guess we got to assume other stuff was going on simultaneously. Yeah, yeah that's throwing me off. Okay, I got to get that in my head. I guess I'm gonna pick up one of the discuses. Mm-hmm. Feel it for how regular it is. I'm gonna also pick one up. <laughs> Yeah, they seem like normal discuses. I try to throw it as far as I can doing the discus move. Like, I spin around and I, I, t- oh. I chuck it. You chuck it and, you know, it's okay. You're not warmed up or anything, so it doesn't go as far <laughs> as most check. of the divots you see. Well, that was very feel, nice of you, you to say I'm not warmed up, but, you know, I mean, I did my best. <laughs> um, okay. Your, yeah. old, your old discus injury is flaring up, you know. <laughs> And uh, from picking up just a couple of these, this just looks like a real solid pile of discus, right? It doesn't seem like yeah, it's... they seem no, they seem normal. Okay, Again, they're not like weird concealing. That they weren't put away, but got it. Um, you want to look at the high jump? Yes. <laughs> All right, so the high jump, pretty simple. One fat blue crash mat, and mm-hmm. there's meant to be a bar that sits suspended between two vertical metal posts. Except right now, the horizontal bar is not set up. It's just sort of sitting on the ground. And you approach to check why. And you see that there's something not quite right about the vertical posts. Mm -hmm. So these vertical posts have two jobs. One, hold up the bar. And two, have measurements on them so you know how high to set the bar. Mm -hmm. The measurements are totally fine. It's the holding up the bar part that would be a problem. There are usually, like, attachments for the bar to rest on, but those just aren't here. Okay, I have huh. a, a thought. I'd like to go over and check the javelins to see if somehow the posts got mixed up as javelins. Like, if I pull one of these posts, actually, of the high jump out of the ground, <laughs> will I find myself holding a javelin or one of the proper posts without the, the handles? Uh, that's fair, but no, they're definitely quite different from javelins. Okay, they're okay. just... Like a metal frame, almost. Okay. Okay. And the, I like the idea, though. Yeah. Just it's the very things fun. of, uh, just like the handles that where it would rest on those posts are, are missing. Exactly. There are normally like just little attachments to it for a bar to rest on, like mini platforms for it to sit on, and there's just nothing there. Hmm. Well, that is odd. Um, I'm gonna pick up the horizontal pole and see if is it hollow or is it uh you know what's is, is there anything strange about it or is it just a boring pole hard to say they're pretty light they probably are hollow i mean they have to be designed mm-hmm. so that they can fall off Pop with off. light yeah, movements yeah. exactly um so you know it's light a little bit wobbly but you can't see anything strange about it okay i'm gonna push the mat around a little bit flop down on it Feel just kind of—I don't know what I'm looking for exactly, but uh, just, just hop uh, down on it. Yeah, any do any strange yep. shapes? Does it, you know, look yeah, underneath it? it see if there's anything under there, it. Yeah, there are a few old body imprints and a bit of a bad sweat smell. Okay, but nothing. Metal's not under here. Seems relevant. No, Rizlana looks disappointed. I mean, they might be in the storage Correct. locker, but. Um, huh, does it look like where there should be the things holding the to hold up the horizontal bar? Does it look like they're broken off? Like, can I see like welding marks? No. So these things uh, have to be attachments because they have to be right, movable have to, for the different if you heights. Hit it, they have to fall off, right? Um, well, the attachments don't have to fall off, so it mm-hmm. might just be like that they're screwed on or something like that. Okay. You aren't really sure, mm-hmm. but yeah, they have to be able to move up and down so that you can adjust the bar's height. Okay. Hmm. Do you have any further investigations here, Jeff? We haven't checked out the athletics tent or the athlete tent. Yeah, and, the changing and, and warm-up tent. After that, we can make our way over to the finish line and try this camera thing. Yeah, let's go, to, let's go check out the changing and warm-up tent. We also haven't really All investigated right. the track itself. True. Well, the athlete's tent is pretty far away from where you are now, so you can walk along the track. Okay. Yeah, yeah, do we'll that. do both, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Two, two birds. Uh, the track is pretty standard. It's a big old oval, roughly 400 meters around, with markings to show you where various length races start. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's that big fancy arch thing at the finish line. So you head on over to the athlete's tent, lift the flap, and inside, very clean, very well ordered. There's nothing just left sitting around. 
And that's probably because there's a whole bunch of school-style lockers set up in here. Okay. They're labeled with names, and every single one of them has a six-letter combination lock. As you turn around to leave, you see that there's a notice pinned to the inside of the door flap. Okay. It says, your combination is your event's current top three countries' codes. Now, when you say countries' codes, do you mean, like, phone codes? Like, a, United States, I think, is one. Rizlana says, nah, nah, it's all good. It's just, like, the uh, letter thing for it, the designation. Like, so, like the Exactly. Right. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. So, for anybody who does the long jump, would the code be A-U-G-H-U-S? Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do we see Jay Stevens' locker? It takes you a little bit, but yeah, you can find that. Let's try A-U-G-H-U-S. You try that, and it doesn't work. And, well, it doesn't do that. And Ruslana kind of... You have inputted the incorrect code. <laughs> Ruslana kind of frowns and goes, oh, well, it's because they're not just long jumpers. They were part of the heptathlon. Oh, so it's the overall heptathlon thing, but this is yesterday's scores. Yeah, so, they update these pretty frequently. Okay, so in theory, okay, so what we need to be doing is at the very least we need to add a thousand points to AU. So AU is thirty two hundred. A thousand brings them to which 4, country is that? Uh, excuse me, Australia. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it might not uh, be. I never specified. It might be Austria. It no, could. I mean, it is Austria is AS, but whatever. <laughs> um, we have enough listeners in AU to know the country code. We yes, we do. <laughs> Uh, so then we'll have to add 900 to GH. Which is? Great. Ghana? I really don't know. Ghana. Is it Ghana? I think it is Ghana. It's Ghana. Nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Great Britain. but uh, <laughs> I've also got to tell you. Great Britain. I full on didn't look to make sure that these are actual country codes. I just okay. picked two letters that seemed relevant. Well, 900 plus 2600 is 3500. So they're... I think still they're tied with China, which means that they're not in the top three. T. Jackson, the U.S., adds 800 to U.S., so that'll be 4,600. So I think the United... And the U.S. is what country? I don't know. <laughs> the United States. So 46... Of um, the Americas. I'm trying to do math in my head, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You can write it down. You got paper. All right. So AU. All right. So the new score, the new code should be USAUUK. Let's try it. You try that, and it still doesn't work. Bop, bop. That's the wrong code, you oh, losers. Man. Did okay, I math it up? Hey, I'm a lock. Rosalina, you've gotten mean. No, I'm the lock. I know. <laughs> well, wait, because we also. Well, wait. I should have written this down because we don't have the results from the 200 meters, which also would affect this. Oh, that's true. So we need the results from the 200-meter race. Okay. Let's, uh... Get out of here. Go find those results. Let's go look at the camera so in the finish line. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Billy? You said you didn't want to be one of the NPCs in this room. Don't you bother me. I'm a lock. <laughs> <laughs> are there... Are there there's, there's no, like, paper or anything lying around. Is there no, no results in here? No. Okay. No, nah, it's all very nice and neat. All right, so you're heading back to the finish line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you walk back down there, and the finish line painted on the track itself isn't very remarkable, mm -hmm. but it does have this big fancy arch structure sitting over it, okay. kind of high tech. It's got some lights on it, so that if there are any night events, you can see what happens. It's also got a long digital scrolling screen, okay. which at the moment says 100 meter record to beat, 12.5 seconds. That's our friend, I imagine. Yeah, well, Roslana actually frowns, and she mm. says, what? I mean, that cannot be right. The 100 meters is much faster than that. I'm not even a 100 meter person, and I can almost beat that. Interesting. Okay, uh, can I look at the camera? The, all right, the camera itself. Mm -hmm. So it's perpendicular to the finish line. It's ready to snap a photo if a close finish happens so that you can accurately tell who won a race. Mm -hmm. Does it have its own memory card in it? It has a space for its own memory okay, card well, in it, I'm but it does not currently device. have one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, it fits. You put in the memory card, mm -hmm. turn the camera on, and on the little digital screen, a photograph comes up. We have a picture of this. It's three female runners crossing a finish line of a race quite closely. Okay. And 
You should be getting that image now. You're welcome for my drawing. Yes, for everybody listening at home, that is linked in the show notes below. We're going to have to know these flags. If, get, get out if your flag you knowledge. If you don't know uh, these flags, I do have it written in my notes so I can just give it to US, you. But France, have the fun. I think. And, I think that's France. Uh, is that Mexico? Yeah, right? Would you like to describe the whole image that you're seeing right now for our listening uh, audience? Yeah, home? sure. So this is a, a lovely uh, drawing. <laughs> of- Rendition. Of uh, three people, uh, it looks kind of like they're doing a speed walking competition, like you would see. They have very <laughs> stiff legged stance, uh, but uh, it looks to and their me arms behind them like Naruto running. It looks to me as though France won by a hair, with Mexico yeah. right behind, and then the United States in third in this race. And okay. then who knows where the other five are? Yeah, they're way yeah. back. <laughs> they, yeah, they're really slow. Well, um, I also want to point out that it says at the top that this is the two hundred meter. Mm-hmm. So, going back to the math that I di- only did in my head and should have written down. Um, <laughs> let me let me do a little work here to get. Oh, God damn. Okay, so I think this is the first time since season one we're having an official maths break. I mean, I mean, it's look, it's basic addition. It's but addition. It's a yeah, maths yeah, yeah. break. It's a. Uh, it just. Yeah. Daddy, how's your day? I I haven't been doing you know my uh. My multiplication and addition tables for a long time now. <laughs> okay, really. I, I've got the I've got the code for the athlete's tent, and it Yay. is uh, FRAU. I'm sorry, US FRAU. United States is 5,400 points. France has 4,300 points, and Australia has 4,200 points. Uh, let's run back to unless, the tent and try it. Unless I'm doing this all wrong. Nope, that seems yeah, pretty good. reasonable to me. So, so what are you doing now, sorry? I'm going to run back to the tent and put in that code. You'll never get it right. All right, so you go back to mm, Jace. Try it again. <laughs> you fools. You go back to Jay Stevens' locker, where apparently the magic what are lock you is do? Unlock me? goading you. <laughs> That's right, I'm going to unlock you. Get ready. We figured out your riddle, locker. Do you like that or do you hate that? I'm not sure. He respects it. He's been bested in, in this uh. intellectual combat. It's begrudging respect. Okay. Well, you find Jay Stevens' locker. Not very hard. Uh, you put in USFRAU and it works. Mm. Oh, you did it. Yay. That doesn't treasure, sound very begrudging. My treasure is yours. You've beaten me, traveler. <laughs> uh, you swing open the door. And what you find in there is a whole bunch of pairs of shoes. Lots of shoes. I mean, she's a heptathlete. She probably has a different pair for every event. Okay. Um, My shoe hoard is yours. We also have a bunch of clear footprints. I'm going to just, like, start pulling shoes out Mm-mm. all over the place, see if there's anything else in there. No, it's just the shoes. Okay, well. Shoes everywhere. I'll put those back once we find the gold medal. Lockers full of shoes seems to be a theme I'm doing this season. Um, this is the shoe locker thing. Let, yeah. Let's find uh, Alison's locker. Yeah. All right. Can I also point you out how so. kind of like messed up it is that they put like the top three teams as everybody's lockers? <laughs> like, what is that? Are it's they motivation. trying to like shove it in <laughs> their so faces? They know their place. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So you go. You find El Asan's locker. Welcome pretty easy. to the locker. Oh, hello, locker. And the same, the same code will work on that locker. Okay. Op- I would have just told you if you'd asked me. You open it up, and again, more shoes. More shoes. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to throw all those on the ground right in front of it, too, just for good measure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, let's find T. Jackson's locker. I mean, you're saying there's, yeah, you're going. there's too many <laughs> shoes to even, like, look at the shoes and be like, this is a size 11, this is a size 9, and then oh, go no. over the footprint. Yeah, look at all the shoes you want. No, you can definitely do that. Okay, well, let's keep opening lockers for now, and then we'll start <laughs> matching shoes to the here's footprints. My, here's my thinking, Jeff. Yeah, we're, we're, once we get all of everybody's shoes, we'll take them to the footprints. I don't know what that'll do for us, but... It, I... <laughs> That's what I thought is. I'm like, I don't know what... Because we already know the top three scorers in the long jump, so I don't know, like, you know, there should be mm-hmm. a pair of shoes from each of those lockers that should fit each of those shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, footprints. Yeah, are any of these mm-hmm. shoes dirtier than others? Like, do they all look pretty worn in, or there's is are there ones that it's like, oh, these were just jumped? It's a bit of a mix and match. Okay. Some are cleaner okay. than others. That's fair enough. Uh, let's find T. Jackson's locker. 
Yep, you do so. And hey, how you going? You want some shoes? I got shoes in here. The code's USFRAU. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know the code, I'll give it to you. It's USFRAU. Thanks for the reminder. Where is this locker? Where was this blogger manufactured? Like Boston or where? Yeah, T. Jackson brought me from home. Okay. <laughs> yep, you open it up, and it was telling the truth. More shoes. More yeah, shoes. There you go. Um, I guess I'm. Hmm. Are there lockers that are not those three names? There's yeah, like yeah. Many other I... lockers, right? <laughs> like, I just want to. I assume. I, my understanding is that this code will open all of yeah, them. Yeah, let's open all of them. Let's open all of them. Well, it'll take you quite a while. This will just open the heptathletes lockers. Okay. So there are eight specific lockers that it will open. Okay. And there are quite a few. But yeah, if you really want to spend the time using teamwork, you can go through it and find five more lockers to open. And hello. 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 I'm a lock. <laughs> And yet more of the same sort of thing. Some shoes. shoes. Maybe a couple of them have other uniform bits and pieces in there. There's but... a half-eaten sandwich in me. Okay. Well, I guess, Jeff, do you, do you want to... We'll, we'll grab a pair of shoes of each of these three people and go see if we can fit them into the... Into the, the footprints? Prince? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, All maybe right. the way these footprints were made was that two people went out... Or somebody went out with a pair of shoes and just like, stood over it, kind of, and, like, shoved them into the ground with their hands to indicate where people jumped. But then there would be their own footprints there, too. I mean, if they could somehow... They could rake those they, away. Yeah, they could rake those away. I guess I just want to see if they fit or not. I don't know why, <laughs> but I, there were shoe prints, there's Does shoes... Does the shoe fit? I'm gonna... I'm put, connecting dots here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you head over, you take... A whole bunch of these shoes, because at this point you don't know which ones will fit. Mm -hmm. But you walk back over to the long jump and you do some deductions based on what the bottoms of the shoes look like. And you think that you find the right three pairs of shoes. Okay. And now that you're looking, if you give it a bit of a try, just sort of leaning over, maybe one person holding you, who knows, it does look like it's plausible that you could stick these shoes in the sand without having to walk through the sand yourself. So okay. you do that. You drop the shoes into their deep footholes. Nothing seems to happen. But when you go to lift one of them up again, you notice that it feels just slightly, ever so slightly heavier. As if there's now something on the bottom of it. Okay. So you pick up the shoe, you flip it over, and you now see that there are holes in the footprint as well as spikes now attached to the bottom of the shoe, like running spikes. That were, like, sticking upwards. Well, no, I mean, they must have been sticking downwards because they're appropriately in the shoe oh, now. Oh, I like, see what you mean. It's you like were... they got left behind. Mm. Something like that, or mm. as if there's some sort of funny... Yeah, maybe there's a sticky thing on the bottom. Maybe there's a magnetic contraption okay. going on under there. Mm. You're not really sure how this works, but, yeah, you now have three pairs of shoes with running spikes attached to them. and. You, you know, not being much of a runner, you've never really used these, but apparently they help with speed or grip or something. Mm -hmm. um, from my memory, uh, the hole where the doorknob was on the announcer's table, can I see the red button through that hole? You can. You don't get as good a look as if you were just looking through the glass window, but mm -hmm. yeah, that big red button is right in your line of vision. Um, is right it over the other side. long enough to reach with the high jump pole? You give it a go, but... Uh, it's literally as far away from the door as it's possible to okay, get okay. while still being in Can a straight we tie line. tie the so, javelins together? Uh, eh, you don't really have anything that I would actually work. don't have any, any rope. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All you've got is shoelaces and they don't really seem strong enough. <laughs> mm. Okay, so we have this number 12.5. Jeff, what do you think this could correspond to? Um, are the seats in the stands numbered? Uh, they, uh, well, for realism, they probably would be, but let's okay, assume but that you don't puzzle. know what those numbers are. <laughs> okay. Where um, did we get the 12.5? Where does it was on the It was on the board next to the finish line. It was like the fishy uh, record to beat for the 100 meter dash. Right, the 12.5. Okay. Uh -huh. 
Oh, 12. Let's go to, we can, we, let, let's, is there, um, like a, a corresponding distance marker that would be 12.5, like, meters on the track? I wouldn't think so. Ugh, okay. Or feet no, on the long No, they just mark jump? starting line. So just, just the important places, like where the 200 meter starts or right, where the 100 right, right. meter starts. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go pull all the javelins out of the grass. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> the vast majority of these javelins have been stuck in quite deeply, so they don't easily come out. The okay. few that you can remove leave deep holes in the grass. Okay. So you can tell exactly where you've pulled them from, basically. You examine the bottoms of the javelins, but there doesn't seem to be anything unusual or helpful about them. Okay. Yeah, they're all basically identical. They're generic brand javelin. All right. Um, well, Jeff, as far as... I, I don't know if you have anything else, but I think there's something weird about the high jump and the discus that we, we didn't really find anything over there. Mm -hmm. And we have mm -hmm. this number 12.5. Right. I mean, I'm wondering how we get the padlock open on the storage thing. and. Uh... I mean, I assume there's going to be, like, a box that we find that has a key in it. <laughs> but where um, to find a box? Like, where... We've investigated the shoes that now have the cleats. Can I just take a walk around the stands? Is there anything of interest there? Besides the area in the middle where the announcer's box is, all of these seats in the stands are pretty uniform. Mm -hmm. They stretch in this huge arc around this half of the stadium. And it goes up really high until the top tier of seating pretty much has a bird's eye view. Besides the typical end of day rubbish, it doesn't look like there's anything that's been left lying around or hidden under seats or anything like that. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, can I put on the cleated shoes? and try running around the track to see how much better I run with the cleats. Yeah, I'm gonna... Do they fit me? They do not fit you. Okay. Hmm. Uh, is there anything inside the shoes? I shake them. No, nothing inside the shoes. Drat. But yeah, these are women's heptathlete shoes. Their feet aren't quite the same size as yours. Is there yeah. anything in the athlete's tent about the other five lockers and how we might be able to open one of them? Oh, the other five uh, lockers we, we for did, the heptathletes. You can totally open them. It's just all of the other lockers that weren't heptathlon have right, different results. Right, I mean, the, the not-heptathlon ones, there's no indication of how we would open up the non-heptathlon not without, ones. Not without knowing they're winners, but I mean, Ruslana just sort of shrugs and says, I can open mine, but there's nothing in there. Oh, open yours, please. Right. Yeah, sure. She opens hey, Ruslana, hers. how you going? Hey, locker buddy. <laughs> uh, she opens hers, and yeah, like you said, it's just got her spare change of clothes. And okay. an old pair of running shoes of her own. Okay, okay. Well, like, with the long jump, though, it's like, how did this even happen? Everybody watches the events. Like, there's a stand yeah. full of people. How could you come out and make footprints? It's not like it's like, oh, these footprints yep. appeared. Let's mark I them. Ruslana is right with you. She's saying, yes, this is absolutely weird. And, like, it's not the only weird thing. Like, these javelins being... Mm. randomly speared about instead of being put away that's weird too and this the high jump not being strange. put together exactly weird yeah we gotta figure out what's going on with this high jump because i feel like you know we figured out the shot put has a memory card in it and yeah i'm gonna walk back over to the high jump yeah Roslana just sort of she's getting into this whole mystery thing now mm -hmm. she, now that hey, Roslana, what do you think and horror of well, I think that this high jump thing, we already know what's wrong with it. It's missing some right. things. It, right. it, like, it's missing some bits. So, I mean, I guess until we can find those bits, it might not help. I reckon that we should focus on some of the other weird stuff, mm. like like maybe that 12.5 or maybe the javelins. Okay, okay. Mm. Um, I'm going to go so, back like, to- Those are the things that are standing out to me. How many javelins are there? Couple of dozen. There's, there's not twelve and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Um, no, but it does seem. If I walk around them, do they seem to be arranged in an, any kind of intentional pattern? It would be. You can't see what the pattern could be from where you are. Well, what if but... I go up in uh, the yeah, stands? Yeah, let's go up in the stands and see this. I'll the put pattern those ones I took out back. Good idea. Yeah, uh -huh. and let's go up into the stands and see. Get a bird's eye view. 
Okay, yeah, right, here you, we go. You drag you drag yourself up the many, 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 many steps right up to the top of the stands, and you gaze down over, looking specifically at that corner where the javelins are. And yeah, from here, they look a little bit different, and it suddenly looks like their positions in the grass aren't as random as they seemed. Okay. If people listening at home want their own bird's eye view, the image of what they can see is, <laughs> is linked in the show notes below. <laughs> Uh, well, it says something very clear, and it says throw discus in a certain direction, and that okay. direction must have been a different direction than the one I picked up and threw. Well, a discus. I, th- I think it's towards the discus from the javelins, right? Or maybe it, I mean it's either way. It's the opposite way you threw it. Well, it does look it like it's an arrow, it's or the maybe exact opposite it's, way. It's just the opposite way. Okay, so throw the discus into the net. I, I run down. I, I spin myself up with a discus. And I and I loose it as best as I can into the net. Oh, you're just too good. You you actually threw it straight onto the grass and you got a new record. I knew oh, I no. knew I was gonna do that. I knew it. <laughs> it's all right. R- Rizlana knows what she's doing with this. She's not a discus person, but she'll just grab it off you and she'll take care of it. Okay. So Rizlana grabs and she hurls the discus square into the center of the net. Uh, really humiliating if it was a real discus competition. But when it makes impact. The whole net does this kind of ripply, shaky thing, Mm -hmm. and it almost like ripples outwards in all direction. And the ripple that's heading towards the top, it makes something small fall and land on the ground. Yes. And then right after it, something else as well, just another thing. You head over there and you find two small but shining objects. They look like, they look like actually. Clips, kind of like bulky magnetic oh, clips. Oh, well, well. For the high jump, perhaps. <laughs> Almost perhaps. definitely. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's let's go put the clips at 12, 12.5 feet. Yes. Or What's 12.5 feet? 12.5 12. 5 in... 12. 5. Whatever, whatever 12.5 12. 12. 5 is marked on in, this pole. In, in whatever, you know. That's like four meters. Yeah, either that's um, 12.5 feet, which is... Higher than it would go, yeah. Or it's twelve point five meters, which, which is, is a lot much higher, higher than, than it would go. go. So, so what about twelve point five centimeters? I know it's not that, uh, man. Yeah, it is marked. The thing is marked in centimeters, but twelve point five centimeters doesn't go anywhere near no, the top of the crash mat. That's, I mean, that's I could make that high jump. Um, it's less than half a foot. You could fall and land over that. Exactly. No, we have them but printed yeah, on our rulers. Do we, indeed, know, we know These clips do indeed fit on the high jump vertical poles, and they're bulky enough that you could rest the bar on top of it. Well, let's on top of them. at least fix the high jump. Yeah, let's do it. Cool, you just put those clips on at a random height, like a bit under two meters, that's probably fair, and you rest the bar on them, and it sits there, and it looks very high jumpy and proper. Great. Job I, well you try done. to jump, but you can't make I try, it. I try it. I try to make it. Yeah. No, that's too high for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you just whack your head on it. If only it was 12.5 centimeters. No, you know what? You, you don't even do that. You do the run up, but the height is kind of intimidating, which sometimes happens. <laughs> like, it just, you don't physically feel like your body could do that, so you don't even try. It's like that gif of the squirrel that's going to jump exactly. from one house to another, and it just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> and then it falls into it the face. It totally feels like that sometimes when you have to do a really high one. Oh, Jeff, 12.5. 12.5. 12. 12.5. And also, what height should we put the... There's got to be some hmm. specific yeah, height. Yeah, Roslana, Roslana just shakes her head and says, yeah, that 12.5, super weird. Like, it's no way that's a real record, because like I said, I can almost do that. I'm going to try to run... The 100 meter faster than 12.5 seconds. All right. You go to the 100 meter starting line. Mm -hmm. You crouch down in one of the lanes. And way down at the finish line, you actually see the digital display is flashing. And it says, race detected. Begin. Three, two, (laughs) one. There's, There's no gun, but the display sort of tells you when to go. So you sprint so hard that it hurts a little bit. And when you reach the end, 13.9. Damn it. Oh, yeah, was... you you aren't dressed for this. You're still not quite warmed up, uh, and I'm you know, I'm embarrassed myself. Rizlana to do it. Yeah, she's gonna be good. Yeah, she she nods and she says, "Yeah, I I can do better than that." So she goes and she does the sprint herself, 
looks much faster than you. But even so, when she reaches the end, her display reads 12.55. Whoa. And she just goes, ah. I, I don't think I can. And the scoreboard says, better luck next time, Ruslana. You'll never do it. Do I have my own watch? Like, can I see if this timing is wrong? It seems like it's right. It does. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it seems fair. So what's up, Rosalana? I thought that this was an easy time to beat. Um, I'm, well, yeah, it should be. But the thing is, like, for a hundred meters person, it's insanely easy to beat. They could do it in, like, ten seconds. But I'm a 400 person. I, I do things a bit differently. Got it. Do you have any friends that do the hundred? Not, not here. Man. She was so close as well. <laughs> yeah, she was. She just needs to be a painfully little bit close. faster. Could you, do you think you could do it with the... Oh, wait. You know what? She's probably not wearing the cleated shoes. Can you wear... Yeah, do you want to wear oh. these shoes? Ooh, if one of them fits me, that could be a great idea. <laughs> I, I never wear those We got things. a whole room full of shoes. <laughs> she... It's like this image of, of like Ryan with a big coat just, Hey, you want to wear these shoes? <laughs> he opens it up. <laughs> Out, out. <laughs> yes, there's just spikes in. <laughs> she looks at the shoes, the pairs of shoes that you spiked up from the long jump pit, and she picks ones that look at her, look like her size. Mm -hmm. She tries them on, says, ooh, actually, yeah, wow, these feel better than mine. Keep them. These spikes, actually, they do feel really good. I never <laughs> believed in them before, but wow. <laughs> so she bounces her way out to the 100-meter starting line, gets into position. And once again, she sprints. And when she gets to the end, you look at the display with bated breath. New record, it proclaims. 4614, 22.1. Wow. Congratulations. And okay. Roslana kind of looks deflated and she just goes, well, that wasn't what I ran. <laughs> and we go, no, Roslana, it's fine. It's another clue. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it better be. Uh, 2.1. 22.1. Uh. Yeah, now this blocky digital display is just flashing those numbers at you. Mm. I mean, is, for, is this somehow related to the high jump height that we want? Yeah, no. I mean, if 12.5 was too high. Right, but I was thinking, you know, I know 22 centimeters is still less than a foot. I know. Do these yep. numbers seem to correspond to anything I see on the scoreboard? No, they don't. Okay. Hmm. Four six one four could well it can't be a score because the scores are always in yeah. the single hundreds. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And twenty two point one wasn't the time she went faster than twelve point five. Wait a minute, is it upside down? Twelve one two Upside, like if you do upside down, is it one point two? No, that doesn't make any sense. What am I talking about? Wait, if you could turn this upside down, what does it say? Like, I write letters and or numbers in a weird way, so I don't think that it necessarily comes out. But I mean, well, I'm looking it's at it's got like a blocky digital display. It looks like like a calculator style, you know, right. making out of the eight. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so upside down one five five one point five five. <laughs> And then H one nine H. I don't think twos turn into fives upside down. No, I don't think they do either. What am I talking about? Well, it's well, I gotta look at a blocky scoreboard. I, I can't look at my own handwriting. <laughs> Just draw it out. Hold on, draw I got, it out I got like it. a blocky Hold scoreboard. On, you got this right. I think. <laughs> I don't know how to draw a two. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I know it's not 8,008. Yeah. What? Because <laughs> that's like, what you that, That's the, oh, okay. the four-year-old in me. Of um, course. Yeah, what do twos turn into? These uh, I think they twos. turn into twos. Yeah. Yeah. They turn into twos. Yeah, they do. You flip a two, it's a two. Exactly. I was trying to make a letter. Okay, there's so letters one, and two, numbers here. So instead of 22.1, two, it'll be 1.22, two, two, theoretically. Yep. And, and what does 4614 look like when you flip H it upside down? H19H. Uh, H-I-G? I. Yeah, okay. Hi. I, I got it. Wow. That was... Sorry, guys. We're idiots about some things. But here we go. 
uh, 1.22 high jump. Is that the meters? Yeah, one, let's try to put it at 1.22 meters. Good God. You can indeed move those clips to set the bar to 1.22 meters. <laughs> I have a Google Doc search open of images of old blocky numbers, and I'm like <laughs> looking at my, my thing, like trying to turn my head upside down. Like, a two is a two? What? If I was, look, I feel like this is like we're recording with all of those 18-year-olds and 15-year-olds that we record with who've never had to see a digital layout because they've all just had yeah. it on their yeah, phone. You might have listeners you, you who are like, what are you for talking this? about? What are you even me? <laughs> but you two are too old. Yeah, we should know. We should have gotten that way faster. You've used a calculator or a clock. Yeah, I figured out it was upside down, but then solving things. it from there. We, we, we often fail puzzles where things have to be flipped or reversed. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's an excuse. It just makes us dumber, I guess. But um, yeah. The, anyway, yeah. So we do the high jump thing. Yeah. All right. So you've set it to one point two two. Now that is super not very high. Even yeah. you could make that jump. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. I jump what? over it. All right. You take a run up and you jump over it, and you hear a funny crack noise come from the bar, and you just go, "Oh, well, bugger! Did I hit it with my shoe like really hard?" And you go to take a look. And, well, the bar hasn't fallen over. It's actually split in the middle. Now, it's actually sort of fallen downwards a bit in the middle, as if the ends that you stuck on the clips were stuck there really firmly hard. Again, maybe there's some sort of weird magnet things going on where at this height, the bar was magnetized so strongly that even if it was meant to fall, it couldn't. So instead, the bar broke. Okay. Is there something is there in the bar? Falls out of the bar. Like, yeah. Is there any something you, hollow in there? You, you try to look for some kind of upside to this, and you did note earlier that the bar was hollow. So you take a look at the center. There is something taped to the inside of it. Ah, it's a key. Yes, I knew it. Let's could have broken this key. thing over my knee like I was thinking about doing. <laughs> Let's take it to the storage locker. Let's do it. The key fits into the storage shed lock, and you step inside. Now, disappointingly, most of what is in here is locked away in those kind of meshy... What, what are they like? Oh, cages, like chicken wire cages. Yeah, okay, cage, like those other cage sort of not lockers. Wire, just fenced. But there are a couple of things that aren't. One thing that is not is a set of those really tiny, thin, pointy flags that you stick into the ground to mark where someone's thrown thing okay, has landed. okay. And the second thing must have been too big to fit into those cages because there are the ridiculously long pole vault poles. Right. Um, does, do I feel like one of those would reach the red button? Hmm. That they sounds ridiculously right. long. Yeah. They're like twice as long as everything else that you've encountered mm -hmm. so far. I'm going to grab a handful of little flags in a pole mm -hmm. and uh, head back to the announcer's booth, I guess. What do you think, yep. Jeff? Sounds, I mean, sounds good. I, that sounds great, too. I don't know what your plans are for the flags. Well, I just I don't want to walk back is for if the we pole. need them. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah, point. I don't have to walk back. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> stick, tiring. It, stick them in your coats with all of the cleated shoes. Okay. So you're just full of more pointy things. But you head back to that announcer's box. And what do you do? Uh, I'm going to stick the pole through the door and try to bang the, the, the end of it onto the red button. It's like you're threading the world's easiest needle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes it all the way across and there's enough space that with a little flick, you can whack down on the button. Yes. And when you do, the whole stadium has music play through it, through its sound system. It's a string of sporty musical notes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can probably guess, guess the sort of tune that was playing. You know, sport notes. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. I thought you were doing... That's what plays. Sports music. You move away from the door to see if anything else has changed, and something has. Uh, it's the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. The long jump results have vanished, and in their place, there's now a digital picture made up of dots and lines, like what people make in their Reddit comments. Okay. And like ASCII art. Yeah, yeah, there's no image for this one, okay. so I'm just going to describe it. 
It looks sort of like a person with something around their neck and something small and thin in their hand, and the small, thin thing is pointed towards the neck thing. Okay, I am going to point a flag at my neck and <laughs> imitate the picture. Uh. I go to Jeff. Looks like it's doing this kind of, I guess. Yeah, but do you need something around your neck? Uh, what is the thing that's around his neck? I mean, it look, I imagine it's an athlete holding a medal, and they're pointing to the... Okay, they're, he's, they're telling us where the medal is. Does, uh, what's her name? Rosalie? Still have... Roslana? Roslana, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you wearing I'm it, especially Roslana? sorry if that's a uh, Patreon name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> she, she looks a bit sour, and she says, look, I can wear it, I guess, but I mean, it's a fake. Oh, but yeah, she, she has puts it on. The she puts it metal. around her neck. Yeah. All right. Um, you want me to do anything? Uh, Can you point at it with the take flag? Take this thing? flag, yeah. Uh, you point at it, but it just looks like you're pointing at it. Hmm. As you do so, though, you notice that the metal, much like a chocolate coin, it looks like it's got kind of a seam running mm, uh, around okay. the side of it. Yeah. Let's crack that thing open. Let's eat it. So, how are you going to crack it open? Can I wedge, like, the little end of the flag, like, the pointy end into the mm-hmm. seam? You take the pointy end of that tiny flag and mm. you wedge it right down into the seam of the fake metal. Mm-hmm. It's thin enough that it goes in and with a little pop, the metal splits in two. Before you can react, something falls out and hits the ground. It's a rolled up piece of paper, but it's weighted, so it falls straight down. You unroll the paper, you read what it says... And then you hand it to Roslana, and she looks at you bewildered. What is this? Another clue? She looks at it. Will you marry? What? She whirls around on the spot, looking around her wildly, and then you hear laughing coming from inside the announcer's box. <laughs> I told you not to do that. I really told you not to do that. <laughs> The door suddenly opens with no door handle. It's not like it opens normally. It falls down as if someone has just unscrewed the hinges. (laughs) Devon, Ruslana shrieks. Though you've never met, you know that name. It's Ruslana's long-distance partner whom she met at an event five years ago interstate. They live so far apart that they rarely get to attend each other's events, but they make the relationship work. (laughs) Devon is grinning ear to ear looking at Ruslana. Well? You jump into action. You quickly hand to Ruslana the little weight that the note was rolled around. It's a ring. She looks absolutely stunned. And she looks at Devin and says, where's my medal? (laughs) Devin Devin laughs. laughs) I'm never making anyone laugh again. You're ruining a moment. Devin laughs and zips down his jumper, revealing the medal around his neck. Rizlana looks satisfied. All right. Yes, then I will. But this is crazy. This must have taken so much planning. And this fake, this is a fake gold medal. How did you know I'd win? Devin shrugs and he points at the front of the fake medal where his message was. You're the best at everything. That's what I said. Of course you're going to win. And the two of them embrace. And Devon says to all of you, now let's get out of here before the announcers see what I did to their door. Yeah, <laughs> before they see what we did to the locker room, too. Yeah, a bunch of things over here. Shoes! That's hey, so man. lovely. Like, I love that twist. 